podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Zero Pucks Given, the UK ice hockey podcast. We are in partnership with the Hockey Art Co, hockey clothing for hockey people, worn by the best and hated by the rest. Listeners to Zero Pucks Given get a 10% discount on everything site-wide at hockeyartclothing.co.uk. Just enter the code ZP10 upon checkout to get your discount. This is episode 64. I'm Ben. Welcome along. Merry Christmas. We've got all the match reports from an exciting weekend in the Britain division with league and cup fixtures, the exclusive coaches' thoughts and the player of the week. Also something very special has happened this week after the sudden, tragic and untimely death of Nottingham Panthers star Adam Johnson. Erin Rose, the Romford Raiders physio, along with help from some incredible sponsors and fundraisers. They've raised enough funds to, and equipment to supply every single club in the National League, the Women's League structure, all of the, the conferences with an emergency bleed kit. Uh, so I'll be catching up with Erin really soon to discuss all the amazing work of the Adams Angels and what they've done there. Also this week in the news, something we all knew was coming. The logo and the name was actually leaked a few weeks ago, but the English Ice Hockey Association is no more. Obviously, they're searching for a new chair as well, but they are now known as England Ice Hockey. It does also encompass Wales despite the title, um, Daniel Smith, who has led the initiative of this rebrand, reached out to myself and some of the other independent media outlets, such as our friends at 4000 and Counting and our uh, Anthony Russell at Banners on the Wall. Daniel actually appeared live on the What's Current stream of Banners on the Wall on Friday and spoke very well regarding the rebrand, answered most of the questions well as well. Um, now, Anthony Russell has alluded to this in this show. Daniel will be coming on Zero Pucks Given um, as well in the new year so hopefully we can hear from the horse's mouth how this rebrand will directly affect our division and the goings on within it so any thoughts queries or questions that you might have regarding England ice hockey send them in via the socials so that we leave no stone unturned in the short time that we do have with Daniel uh, right then into the action from this weekend six matches in total with a full program on Saturday and we will start as always with the early face-off down at Planet Ice in Gosport. Solent Devils host the Stretton Redhawks as the champions and current league leaders return from a weekend off and it wasn't the fast and frantic start we're used to in Gosport but when the deadlock was broken it was the visitors who broke it as Brandon Miles assisted Sam Waller on 9.50 for 1-0. The Redhawks then had to kill a Josh Martin penalty before having a power play chance themselves when Llewellyn took two for clipping on, 20, uh, on 12.33. In that period of 5-4, on four, the Redhawks doubled their lead when Waller and Brittle assisted Jared Lane on 13.44 for 2-0 power play goal. Cole and Miles both took penalties on 17.48, but the first ended 2-0. Into the second and the Red Hawks swooped out hard and added to their lead when Ben Painter assisted Jared Lane for his second on 22.54. Streatham also managed to kill off two penalties in the second for Waller and Burnett respectively. Into the third and it was the visitors again that hit the ice running as Miles and Beasley assisted Benny Lee Newman for 4-0 on 41.19. 
A few minutes later, the route continued as Jared Lane assisted Luke Brittle for his second 5-0 on 46-35. And straight from the restart, it was 6-0 as Painter assisted JJ Pitchley on 46-54, forcing Solent to switch netminder as Aaron Taylor took to the pipes. On 56-36, Pitchley took two for slashing, and in the resulting power play, the home side got themselves on the board as Alex Murray and Steve Osman assisted Dan Lackey on 57-09 for 6-1 power play goal. That's how it stayed as the champs returned in style. Stretton will host Chelmsford Sunday night as 2023 comes to a close for the Devils, who will restart the season in 2024 with a midweek game at Slough. After the home defeat, player coach Alex Murray gave his thoughts to ZPG. Pretty disappointed with this weekend's results. I think, um, you know, going up against Stretton at home is always going to be tough. But realistically, you know, to, to win those types of games, you have to be playing at your best. And I don't think we were that night. Um, I think the first three goals that we conceded were our own mistakes. We had possession of the puck and, you know, turnovers in our end or even turnovers in the offensive zone has led to Stratton taking a three-goal lead. I think during the second period, we, we did push back a little and we had good chances, but we weren't able to capitalise. And that's the difference. You know, you've got to take your chance when they come because they don't come often against the top teams. And we didn't miss out on the power play as well, you know, early in the game, which which going into the third, 3-0 down, we're, we're needing the next goal to kind of keep ourselves in the game, and that didn't come, unfortunately. Um, and again, individual errors, team mistakes have led to us going 6-0 down pretty quickly in the third, and that's been a, a common theme recently with us, you know, allowing quick goals, something that we're having to learn, and that's not just goaltending at all, because I thought Duffy and then Aaron, who came in relief, played stellar all game. It's forwards not coming back, defenders not, not making the right decisions and ultimately it's cost us again. Um, you know, I'm glad that a new power play line seemed to work at the end and get a goal, which is something to consider moving forward. But ultimately, we weren't good enough on the night and, and credit to Stratton, they deserve their win. Next up, I headed to the Sapphire to take in the real Essex derby as the Buccaneers host the Chieftains. And it was a feisty game from the outset and the home side took the lead when Caps and Pascali had penned the Chieftains in, and a rebound fell to Dervish in the high slot, who smashed it past Lorde for 1-0 on 253. A short period of madness saw the Romford have a few power play chances when Lack was boxed for interference and then for benching before being joined by Ollie Bulldog for slashing. After Lack returned and we were 5-on-4, a break from TJ Fillery saw him go 1-on-1 one one with Phillips, and after the puck came off the back wall, Fillery composed himself and picked out Porter in front of goal as he poked home for 1-1 one one on 13-25, shorthanded goal. A few minutes later, Cam Bartlett sat for two for tripping before it was evened up by Elliot Dervish, and after the Chiefs returned to full strength, the Bucks 61 joined Dervish in the box for a bit of 5-on-3. And immediately after Dervish returned, the visitors took the lead. After Jameson fed Grant Bartlett, whose shot was pad saved by Phillips, only for Cam Bartlett to follow up for 2-1 on 18-27, the power play goal. Into the second, and the Chieftains came out flying and extended their lead when Cam Bartlett netted again with a great close-range finish after neat work by Holden Barnes-Garner, 3-1 on 12, uh, 2012. Romford had a power play chance when Pickering sat for two for holding the puck, but were unable to break the Chiefs' special teams. The Chieftains extended their lead further when Bulldog and Pentecost assisted Holden Barnes-Garner to make it 4-1 on 25-35. The Bucks, however, came back at their visitors and pulled one back when returning Great Britain under-18 stars Brindley Caps and Joel Tamarlin assisted Ewan Hill for 4-2 on 26-51. Both teams were on the end of some weird calls as Grant Bartlett, Lack, 
Courtney Grant, Lack and Pascali all took seats. And as the period was closing out, a great move from the Chieftains was finished brilliantly by Oli Baldock for 5-2 on 38-49. And in the aftermath of the goal, Oli Baldock was ordered to sit for two. Couldn't quite hear the announcement, so can't make an assumption to what the penalty was for, but he had one nonetheless. Into the third, and there was little control from either side as the game ebbed and flowed, with a few chances coming at both ends. But the Bucks made it a two-goal game when Cap slapped a howitzer from the right circle past Lorde for 5-3 on 50-18. With five minutes to go, Rainer's frustration overboiled after being denied a penalty for any number of infractions to be given two for, cross, for a cross-check seconds later. Rainer's disagreement with the call earned him ejection from the game. That was made more uncomfortable for Chelmsford when Lack received another penalty to make it five on three. Um, in the immediate after Rainer's penalty expired, Jameson was given a speculative delay of game penalty, and then Montford pulled it back to a one-goal game through Luca Pascali on 57-32. The pressure continued. Sonny Phillips was pulled, and the Chieftains came close to an empty net up, but it finished 5-4. Man of the match performances from Damon Porter and Luca Pascali in an incredible game, slightly marred by the officiating but the Chieftains will look for a four-point weekend to finish the year as they head to the Stresham Redhawks on Sunday. After the narrow defeat for the Bucks, head coach Jason Buckman gave his thoughts to ZPG. Unlucky result at the weekend for the Buccaneers, going down at home 5-4 to the Chieftains in the Essex derby. Um, lots of positives to take away from the game. Um, felt like we had the best part of play in the first period. Chieftains maybe the second period and... Could have gone either way towards the end. Um, lots of lots of goals, good hockey, and a nice big crowd as well. Um, so lots to build on for the Buccaneers um, moving into the new year. Up to the Oxpens then, as another big crowd gathered at the Oxford Ice Arena to see the Stars face the Invicta Dynamos on their charity night. The Stars wearing charity jerseys, and very nice they were too. A kind of laboured start from both sides as the pre-match ice cart had left the surface a little wet and the puck was sticking, causing some trepidation, especially in defensive zones. But the first goal came on 4-12 when Ruskin Springer Hughes assisted the evergreen Stano Laschek to make it 1-0 even-handed. Shortly after, Miller made a good save from Saw and appeared to injure himself in the process, so was replaced by Dolin on 11-52. The Stars then had a power play opportunity when Condren sat for tripping on 11-11 but the most duly killed it off and then had a chance themselves when Moody and Penny both sat for tripping on 15-10. The Stars worked incredibly hard in the 5-on-3 but succumbed to the pressure as Thune and Bronyman assisted Tom Saw for 2-0 on 15-59. The Stars then killed the remainder of the penalty at 5-on-4 but upon returning to full strength conceded again as Laschek turned provider for Josh Condren on 18-49 for 3-0. The Stars start the second on the power play after McAllen took two for tripping on 1929 and Miller returns to the pipes as well. But they found themselves four behind after the Moes broke their power play line and Laschek assisted Ruskin Springer Hughes on 2049 for 4-0 shorthanded goal. Shortly after, it was five as Bronyman and McAllen assisted Madstoon on 24-11 even-handed. Find pitcher ding the iron for the hosts, but the visitors cantered further ahead when Thune and Condren assisted Brandon Child on 32.09 for 6-0. Stars called timeout on 33.08, but Shannon Taylor's words had little effect as the Dynamos pushed further ahead when Springer Hughes and Laschek assisted Tom Saw for his second on 33.24 for 7-0. The start of the third saw Dolin return in the pipes for Oxford, and, the me- and the me- a measure of the game despite the scoreline was the shot count was tied at 35. Both sides swapped penalties, including a tilt between Lillis and Hatfield that saw Mitchell get a five-plus game for third man in, but no further goals in the game. 
man of the match at Wards for Harry Hatfield and Owen Ryder with a 48-shot shutout. For Oxford, back to the drawing board for 2024. For Invicta, they head to the Thunderdome, Thunderdome where they'll be looking for another four-point weekend and possibly even a double shutout as well. To the hangar for the final game of the Saturday night as the Thunder rolled into town. Spectacular Christmas jerseys being worn by the Slough players. And the home side also drew first blood when Seb Moore assisted Jack Goodchild on 518. The lead was doubled later in the first when Goodchild returned the favour and assisted Seb Moore for 2-0 on 1747. Into the second and the Jets extended their lead quickly as Hemmings Mayer assisted Christian Moore. Looking like the young undertaker in the social graphics, he made it 3-0 on 2104. The Thunder then shocked their host by pulling one back when Hagger and Dickinson assisted Mark Austin for 3-1 on 2722. The Jets made it a three-goal game again when Holocker and Goodchild assisted Seb Moore for his second on 31-54. Into the third and the Jets pushed further ahead as Kyle Bradburn made it 5-1 assisted by Redmond and English on 44-14 and scored again when Goodchild and Seb Moore assisted Holocker for 6-1 on 46-16. On 48-58, Redmond took two for slashing and in the resulting power play, Aidan Hager assisted Mario Chiru for 6-2 on 49-33 power play goal. As the game was winding to a close, Adam Erskine extended the Jets' lead, making it 7-2 on 56-49, assisted by Hildreth and Cathcart, before Lewis English completed the scoring, assisted by Bradburn and Redmond on 57-48. An 8-2 victory, man of the match performances from Tom Dickinson and Jack Goodchild, as the Jets will start their Christmas break now, before returning for a midweek game against Solent Devils on January the 3rd at the Hangar. The Thunder will head home to host the Dynamos on Sunday and will at least hope to provide some challenging obstacles for their opponents. And the Thunderdome is where we start Sunday's final two games of 2023. A problem with the sound system means getting all the details was a bit of a struggle to start with. More so, more so than the game itself as the Dynamos took the lead when Ruskin Springer Hughes assisted last, by last check and saw on 409 made it 1-0. The same trio combined as Springer Hughes turned provider with Laschek for Saw, who made it 2-0 on 10.43. Laschek then continued his fine weekend, assisted Owen Dell of 14.22 for 3-0, along with Springer Hughes. The Thunder then had a power play to defend after a tripping penalty, and Dan Scott and Tom Saw assisted Mads Doon, who added a fourth on 14.51 for 4-0 power play goal. Owen Ryder's perfect weekend was ruined when Charlie Conroy nicked a loose puck before Hayden Hager smashed home from the blue line in 1947. Charlie Conroy's first senior point there. Into the second and the sound system now fixed, the Thunder turned up the pressure on their visitors and forced some chances, but the Moes extended their lead when Condren assisted Owen Dale for his second on 25-45 for 5-1. On 36-07, Dan Scott went unassisted for the Dynamos to make it 6-1. MK Nettie Bradfield received two for tripping on 36-39 and in the power play, the Dynamo scored again as Thune assisted Laschek on 37-11, power play goal. After returning to full strength, Barrow then took two for tripping for the Thunder and the most power play unit headed out again. This time Thune and Laschek assisted Tom Saw for 8-1 on 39-22, power play goal. As the third started, the Thunder took two for hooking, and as been the case all night, the Moes were deadly on the power play, and this time Laschek and Scott assist Owen Dell for his hat-trick, and 9-1 on 41-40 power play goal. MK changed the netty for the final ten, and then took a two-minute penalty for cross-checking, and then you've guessed it, the Moes punished them again. Mad Stoon assisting Tom Saw for his hat-trick, making it 10-1 on 52-52 power play goal. 
On 55.01, Brandon Chard scored, assisted by Thune, and the Dynamos weren't done there. On 57.53, Laschek assisting Dell for his fourth of the evening, making it 12-1. As we headed into the final 60 seconds, the Moes finished off the Thunder with a goal from Springer Hughes, assisted by Scott on 59.15. A 13-1 victory, a four-point weekend, 20 goals scored, just one conceded. Incredible few weeks for the Moes and a sterling end of the year after a couple of dodgy weekends. After the game, Dynamo's head coach Carl Lennon gave his thoughts to ZPG. Back-to-back road games this weekend for us and, of course, for any team that provides a number of different challenges, not only logistically, but, of course, with uh, you know the fact that you're travelling to, to, to a fixture and, and being prepared and ready in the right way. And uh, I can only say that the boys were completely professional across the whole weekend. Saturday in Oxford, which historically has been a pretty sort of tough place for us to, to go and get results in the past, uh, was anything but that on Saturday. The boys were super prepared from the start. Um, they played exactly as I'd hoped and intended and were very ruthless and clinical um, in the offensive zone. We, we I think, finished 3-0 up in the first period. It was 7-0 up by the end of the second and, and the third kind of just rode itself out. I mean, there were moments of, of brilliance as well in net from from Owen Ryder for us, which which of course helped us throughout the course of the game. But like I said, some clinical finishing really did put us in a good position throughout the course of the game. And um, yeah, I thought it was a super professional performance from our part um, there. And then moving into Sunday, of course, we have you know a different proposition in in Milton Keynes uh, that late face off, which you know can drain the life out of you waiting for it sometimes on a Sunday night. But the uh, the guys were. Again, switched on from the start, 4-1 first period, uh, I think a 4 nothing second period, and then 5 nothing third was, um, again, a, a good display of, of, of Ruta's finishing, especially on the power play. Our power play was really great on, on Sunday night. Um, so it was, uh, all in all, a, a good weekend. Uh, four points in the bag again. That's 13 points from the last 14 that have been available to us. So... That's the sort of form that we hope for ourselves um, across the course of a season and long may it continue. Um, I guess the Christmas break comes at a poor time in, in that regard for us, but we uh, are looking forward to still getting some bodies back that have carried a, a few little injuries um, over the past few weeks anyway. So um, that all in all was a great weekend and I've got to be thankful especially to our fans who travelled across the country for us um, it was 50 or so in Oxford I imagine and something similar on Sunday night in, in Milton Keynes you know especially this time of year special thanks has to go out when they could be spending more money on gifts for, for family members and they're spending it on us to come and watch so yeah eternally grateful for that uh, we also had a, a great moment in the week where we managed to play our under-10s team in a in a small game, um, which was really sweet. The under-10s uh, in Victor, the Buckaroos, support us week in and week out with mascot duties. And um, unfortunately, we took a 6-5 loss in that game. They were fabulous throughout the, the whole game. And um, yeah, for us, it's it's a great um, a great part of our club and the connection that we have with these young junior players. Um you know, from from top to bottom at this moment in time, and yeah, I just wanted to reference um, how grateful we are of, of them and their support. But not only that, as well, the the game they gave us in preparation for this weekend. Um, so yeah, Merry Christmas to you all, Happy New Year, and and see you um, see you in twenty twenty four.
The high road for the cup then saw both teams in search of a four-point weekend and the game got underway after a minute's applause to remember Stretton volunteer Simon Devereaux who passed away recently. Our best wishes to his friends and family. An even start to the game saw chances at both ends but Milton and Ray were coming out on top. There was a short period of four-on-four after consecutive penalties for Rolf and Martin but the home side took the lead even-handed when Skokan and Beasley assisted JJ Pitchley to make it 1-0 on 14-22. The Chieftains nearly hit straight back through Grant Bartlett, but Stretton went back up the other end and Painter assisted Harvey Briggs for 2 on fifteen fifty one. The visitors' misery was compounded in the final minute when Miles assisted Ziggy Beasley on nineteen thirty one to make it 3-0. Some on-ice disagreements saw Cam Bartlett and Sam Waller sit for five each. Into the second and chances still came for both sides, but Stretton pushed further ahead on twenty nine oh three when Luke Brittle scored, assisted by Martin for 4-0. All the Chieftains' hard work was eventually rewarded when Pentecost and Grant Bartlett assisted Cam Bartlett to get the Chieftains on the board, something they didn't manage on their last trip to the high road. It was not the start of the comeback, though, as Miles assisted Josh Martin for 5-1, his first Streatham goal. Towards the end of the second, <clears throat> Streatham extended their lead further when Painter and Brittle assisted Jordan Gregory to make it 6-1. Before the end, the Chieftains received a two-minute bench penalty and then J.J. Pitchley was boxed for holding, so the third would start four on four. Into the third and both returned to full strength and the Chieftains scored again, this time Porter and Grant Bartlett assist Cameron Bartlett for his second of the night. During the announcement of the goal, the Red Hawks moved further ahead as Toombs and Painter assisted J.J. Pitchley for his second, making it 7-2. The lead was stretched further when Brittle assisted Harvey Briggs for his second of the night for 8-2. Milton was called into action a few times, including a close-range tips effort from Moltsev, but the home side pushed even further ahead when player coach Ben Painter got on the score sheet, assisted by Skokan and Toombs for 9-2. Waller took two for hooking, and the Chieftains had a few chances in the power play, all foiled by Milton, and after returning to full strength, the Redhawks put the game to bed, leaving the Chieftains with a sour taste to end 2023, as Milton and Miles assisted Sam Waller for 10-2. Game over in this South Cup tie at the High Road. Man of the Match awards for Eden Rolfe and Ziggy Beasley. And after an impressive return with a four-point weekend, scoring 16 and only conceding three, player coach Ben Painter gave his thoughts to ZPG. Yeah, I think we went into this weekend knowing that we were going to be coming up against um, two good teams in this league that are, that are right our tails and, and have given us some good games in the past. I mean, we, we haven't faced Solent yet this year, but... We've had some good games against Chelmsford, um, and and they have beat us this year. So we we knew that it's never going to be easy, especially going into Gosport on that Saturday. It's, it's a difficult place to play. Um, they know how to play on that ring, scrappy, and and we we sometimes struggle to to, to find our game really. Um, we we tweaked our game plan really. We wanted to, to sort of change how we play in that ring and and go with an objective of being very direct. And I think. I was, I was very happy to be honest. I mean, we went into the weekend very short benched. Um, five, five or six guys missing both nights. We've got a lot of injuries at the moment. Um, so yeah, going in there, we we knew we were up against it, and and you know what, the boys really sort of reacted well, um, and and really dug deep to to make sure that we 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 worked as hard as we could, and and we we executed our game plan perfectly. Um, to to go into that week, to go into that building in Gosport and and play the way we did and dominate the game start to finish shut them down and not allow sort of them to play to play the game that they're, they're, they're so good at playing in their own rink. Um, I was really pleased um, and, and the boys really did work hard and put their bodies on the line and 
yeah, it was it was great to see. And then going into going back to our rink and, and Streatham on on the Sunday against a, a, a very good chance of team, in my opinion, um, we we knew what we had to do to to get a win. And again, it was just staying disciplined, staying to our systems, and and really working hard. And when we when we play to our ability, we're we're a very good team. Um, it's only when we sort of decide to switch off that we then get we then get unstuck and get ourselves into trouble so um yeah i mean we like i said we, we went into the weekend very short bench um missing some key guys i mean missing some like josh Ilya newman who is who's leading our team in points at the moment and and goals and and some other guys like jared's coming line up late this year but he's been a, been a massive part since he's joined we didn't have him on sunday um for us to be missing key guys and still score 16 goals across across two games that's that that shows that when we when we really want to play we, we we can put the puck in the net um and the fact that we only conceded three goals and all three were were on the penalty kill um shows that when we play five on five we 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 are very good defensively and and we're we're, we're playing a very good defensive game um so yeah i mean it may, it may show that we need to may, may not take a few a few less penalties but um, all in all, I'm very happy, and and it's a it's a massive two points in the league on Saturday going into the Christmas break, um, and and another two points on the board on on in, in the Britain Cup. So yeah, um, I'm very pleased, and I'm very sort of grateful to the boys that turned up short benched and, and went to battle all weekend for each other. Well, that's the games all done. 2023 for the Britain division is in the bank, and after the Christmas break, everyone will return with cup spots and league placements up for grabs. But before we move on, it's time for this. Hi, it's Justin Wong, Kenny Wu from the Muddy Ducks, presenting Zero Pucks, given Britain Division Player of the Week. Player of the Week then. Well, again, some great performances across the weekend, especially from Streatham and Invicta, but again, we head to Gillingham. After a 48-shot shutout in Oxford and conceding just once in Milton Keynes, it can only be one man. This week's ZPG Player of the Week is in Victor Dynamo's Owen Ryder. So a quick look at the start of 2024 in the Britain division. It sees something very special in a midweek game on January the 3rd as the Solent Devils will head to the hangar to face the Slough Jets. Wednesday night hockey coming your way there. The weekend sees the Jets have a two-game series with the Chieftains starting at the hangar on the Saturday and back at the Riverside on Sunday. The Dynamos head to the Stars on Saturday and the Thunder will head to the South Coast to face the Devils. That'll be the 5pm face-off down there. Sunday's games sees Invicta host Solent Devils and the Red Hawks will host the City Stars. So coming up on Zero Pucks Given before I have my Christmas break then, uh, out next is my chat with Streatham Red Hawk player Ziggy Beasley, who's obviously just had a pretty good weekend, so that episode will be out very shortly. Keep an eye out for that, probably Tuesday, uh, if not slightly later in the week, but more than likely Tuesday. Um, and after the news that we had that the EIHA is rebranded into England Ice Hockey, I am joined by the new general manager of coaching for England Ice Hockey, Peter Wynn. So that'll be a nice introduction to it before we speak to board member Daniel Smith. Now, remember to follow ZPG on all the social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, X, TikTok, Snapchat. And of course, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your chosen podcast platform. 
Merry Christmas to everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy your little family breaks and uh, your little time away from the rinks before we head back to it in January. And the countdown is on for the playoff places, the cup positions, semi-finals being booked up. It's an exciting time to be into British hockey and it's going to be getting even better next year. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Podcast Network.